G'day everyone, uh, my name's Alan and it's a shame that we can't meet together as a big uh, church family. Uh, but what we want to be doing is we want to be a church family that is uh, continuing to encourage one another because Jesus is just so terrific and we want to help each other to keep following. And so that's why we're here right now. And so if you're uh, at home and you're alone and you're watching, uh, that's terrific. Glad that you are, are here with us. If you're at home with your family as a household, again, it'll, it'll be great if you've got kids. There's a video down below when you get to the end of this that you could uh, watch with your children. Uh, if you're with your growth group, uh, terrific. There'll be lots of uh, time for discussion a little bit later on and you can be uh, talking and that's a t great thing to be doing. If you're watching because a friend invited you, uh, welcome. We're really glad that you're here. And uh, uh, so we're just wanting to work our way uh, this morning through a bit of Colossians. We've been working our way through it. Dave's going to be helping us with that uh, this morning. So if you haven't got a Bible like me, uh, now's the time to go and grab one. You might want to go and pause and uh, grab a Bible. But for now, I'm going to hand over to Dave. Thanks, Al. And good morning, everyone. My name is David. And uh, like Al said, we're going to be working our way through the next bit of Colossians. But before we get there, we're all familiar with crossing the road, aren't we? And there's some signs that are associated with crossing the road. So there's the red man that flashes sometimes. And that means don't walk. But then other times, there's the green man that comes up and flashes, and he means walk. But it's also really helpful to know why those signs are telling us to walk and not walk. So for example, the red man, uh, he says don't walk because there's likely to be traffic coming, and so it could be really dangerous to step out onto the street. On the other hand, the green man, he says, walk, because it's safe to walk now. The traffic's not going to be coming. The road's clear. You can cross the street safely. That's actually what the next bit of Colossians is like. So in the rest of chapter 3, we're going to see some kind of green signs, some walk, some ways that we should live. But we're also going to see some red signs, some ways to not walk, some things that we should ways we shouldn't be living. But before we think about what to do and not to do, it's actually really helpful to go back and remind ourselves of the reason why. So what I want you to do now is uh, to pause, go back and read Colossians 3, 1 to 4, and see if you can figure out the reason why Paul is saying all these things. So pause the video now. Pause, don't cheat. Whoever's in charge of the computer, have you paused it yet? Well, hopefully you saw from those first few verses of Colossians 3 that the reason why Paul is going to say don't walk is actually because we died with Christ and our old life died with him and we have a whole new life now with Christ as our Lord, we have a new life in Christ. And that's the reason why he's going to go on to say, don't walk in these old ways that belonged to your old life. So the question now is, though, what are the ways that we're to not walk? What are the, the, the things that we're to not do? Well, let's have a look. Hopefully you've still got your Bible. Uh, grab it out and we'll have a look at Colossians 3, verse 5 to verse 11. So let's have a look. I'll read it. Put to death, therefore... 
whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Here there is no Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. So right the way through that section, Paul's kind of flashing up the red don't walk sign. He's saying there's a whole bunch of things to not do now that we have this new life in Christ. But he actually uses this really powerful, really vivid, quite graphic, almost violent image to describe that. It's right there at the start of verse 5. He says, put to death whatever belongs to your earthly nature. Kill it. Do away with it. Exterminate it. Put it to death. And then he goes on to mention the things that we are to put to death, the things that have no part in our new life with Christ. So he mentions sexual immorality and impurity. And really, as soon as Paul mentions those things, he's acknowledging right up front that we do, as humans, have sexual desires. But also what he's saying is that there's something bigger than our sexual desires. Our life isn't about satisfying our sexual desires, whether we're singled or whether we're married. Our life isn't about uh, making sure that our sexual desires are fulfilled. There's something bigger than that. And the bigger thing that we've seen all the way through Colossians is that Christ is all we need. Christ is the Lord of our life. And so life isn't about making sure that my desires are fulfilled. Life is about living with Christ as Lord. And he goes on to mention after that then things like lust and evil desires and greed. And those words really just capture this idea of a continually wanting more, continually desiring more, continually trying to get more. And we see that in the world around us all the time, don't we? But even more than that, we see it in ourselves. We continually want more. But again, Paul says, kill that. Kill that constant desire for more. Put it to death. It has no part in our new life. And the reason why, from Colossians, is that in Christ we have enough. In him are all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. He is all we need. And so that desire for continually wanting more, Paul says, Kill it. Put it to death. And then he jumps down a couple of verses to verse 8. And he starts to talk about some different ideas, particularly in the way that we relate to each other. And so he says, put to death anger and rage. Anger and rage are a bit similar, but slightly different. Anger is kind of the idea of a more slow burning type of anger. It's the idea that you might hold on to your frustrations and let it simmer in the background and even warm it a bit and be slow to forgive. That's kind of the idea of anger there. But the idea of rage is a more, it's a more anger that's flared up quickly. It's frustration that quickly reaches boiling point. 
It's the kind of idea where you might say something in the heat of the moment that you immediately regret but you can't take back. But really the root of both of these things, anger and rage, is this desire in our hearts, this frustration in our hearts for not getting what I want. And so we take that frustration out on the people around us. Paul says, put it to death. Because again, the reason why from Colossians is that life isn't about getting what I want. Because actually in Christ, we already have all we need. Christ is enough for us. Then he goes on to talk about malice and slander. Malice is really the idea of thinking bad things about other people, actually wanting what's bad for other people. And slander is really related to that. It's, it's saying bad things about other people. And the idea here is Paul's getting at that in our thoughts and in, the, in our words, often we live in this way that's about tearing people down. And often we do that so that we can puff ourselves up. We tear people down to make ourselves look good. Paul says, kill that sort of behaviour. Put it to death. Exterminate it. It has no part in our new life with Christ. And again, the reason why is because in Christ, we don't need to puff ourselves up. We don't need to build ourselves up because we already have all we need in him. And finally, Paul goes on to say, put to death filthy language and lying. Now, the words before were about the ways that we think about people and talk about people. These words really kind of encompass the idea of the way that we speak to people and the way we speak with them. And we know what these words mean. But really, the root of these words, again, is a selfish desire to kind of cover over our mistakes. That's often the root of our lies. It's to cover over the things that we've done wrong. So we don't have to own up to it. So we can hide in the shadows and so we don't have to deal with the consequences of what we've done. But again, Paul says, put that to death. Don't deceive each other. Don't lie to each other. Actually, in Christ, we have forgiveness. We have the forgiveness of sins. They are dealt with. Everything we've done wrong has been taken away by him. And so rather than lying to each other, we can own up to what we've done wrong and ask for forgiveness. And confidently remembering that actually in Christ we already have forgiveness. In him we have all we need. So we've been thinking about a lot there. But what I want you to do in a moment is to pause the video. Not right now, but in a moment. I want you to pause the video. And what I would like you to do, what would be really helpful I think for all of us to do, is to just spend a bit of time thinking ahead to the week that's coming up. And to think about in the week coming up for me, where are the particular times where I might be susceptible to doing one of these things that Paul has said to put to death? When might I be likely to give in to sexual immorality? Or lust? Or greed? When might I be likely to be angry? Or to slander people? Or even to lie? Think ahead to the week that's coming up. And look, let's be honest, we live in a, in a time where, of heightened stress, don't we? We're stressed because of the uncertainty and the fear around things like the coronavirus. We're stressed because even simple tasks like going to the shops are hard work and there's tension there. And so it's really, really important for us to think about where in our stressful week we might be likely to live in these ways that are inappropriate as part of our life with Christ. And so for you, it could be thinking, I've got to go to the shops this week and so am I tempted to give in to maybe greed and take more than I need? Or am I tempted to be angry with the other people who are being greedy. 
Or is it for me, I'm sitting at home on the computer by myself and I might be tempted to give in to sexual immorality or lust. Or when I'm on Facebook, I might be tempted to give in to anger or rage and say something in the heat of the moment that is inappropriate and hurtful to other people. Or is there a particular person that I might come into, bump into at work or at home and they might just trigger those kind of things in me. Just think ahead to the week that's coming up and think, where am I likely to be susceptible to giving in to one of these things, walking in a way that's inappropriate as a follower of Jesus? And then once you've kind of nailed down one of those, actually deliberately think through, what can I say to myself in that moment to remind myself that Christ is all I need? So pause the video, take three, four or five minutes, something like that. Go find a quiet spot in the house and actually think through that deliberately. Write something down. Write down what you're going to remind yourself that Christ is all we need. And then after the pause, we'll come back and we'll just wrap up some things quickly. Well, there's been some challenging things to think through there, haven't there? It'd be great to spend some time praying about that. Will you pray with me? Father God, thank you so much for everything that you have done for us in, in the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you that we have been not just forgiven for the way that we used to treat you, but that that is now dead. We have been rescued from that and we've been given new life in Jesus. Thank you for that. Thank you that in Jesus we now have everything that we need. Thank you that not only in this life, but in the life to come, you have given us eternal life. And we're waiting for him to return. Thank you that on that day when Jesus returns, those of us who trust in him will appear with him for what we are. We will be with him in glory and we will be pure and spotless and blameless. Thank you for that. Thank you that that is secure. And Father, as we think about the way that we live now in response to what you've done, in just given who we now are in Christ, please help us to put off those actions, those attitudes, that way of living that was our old life and help us to put on the new life in Christ. So as we come into the next week, if there's things that we're um, anxious about, please remind us of your sovereign hand at work in this world. If there's things that we're yeah, stressed about or um, feeling uneasy about, help us to remember your provision for us in Jesus. So we pray that your peace might be upon us this week and as we think about these things that we're putting on and putting off we pray that at the appropriate time when we're um, tempted that by your spirit you would remind us of Jesus and what he's done for us we want to pray for people all around the world your people who are um, seeking to live lives that honor Jesus and we pray that at this time you would help them to be gentle peaceful and loving the people around them. We pray that you would watch over us as a church family and help us not just to be um, good at encouraging each other at this time, but good at looking outward and looking at the people around us, making the most of every opportunity to love them and to share with them the hope that we have also found in Jesus. Father, we pray these things for, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, and for his sake and for his glory. Amen. 
Well, we've just been hearing a bit about Colossians. You've been working your way through those verses, some terrific things about the Lord Jesus and how we can be getting rid of our old life and put and uh, living for him because of all that he's done for us. And right now we have the wonderful privilege of meeting one of our church family members, uh, Sue Ballard from Church at Nine. So uh, Sue, can you tell us uh, how did you become a follower of Jesus? Oh, well, um, I wouldn't say there was a particular moment when I just became a follower of Jesus. I, as a ch I grew up in a non-Christian family and I, um, for some reason, of all my family, I was the one that went to Sunday school and church. And there were times when I wandered away from God, but he continually just kept bringing me back. Um, and so my journey with Jesus has been a gradual journey and it's been a learning journey for me for a long time. Isn't it terrific that he just wouldn't let you go? That's just wonderful. Now, Sue, you and John have lived in Dubbo for a long time. Uh, how long have you lived in Dubbo? Uh, we've been in Dubbo 41 years this year. My goodness, it's almost as long as I've been alive. Uh, now, Sue, um, what are, uh, as a follower of Jesus, what are some of the things that you really love about him? Uh, the thing I have come to love about Jesus is that I can trust him and I can always talk to him through prayer and that he has changed my life in a, an amazing way. Things have changed from the old life that I used to have and when I came to know Jesus and the fact that he died for me it, it just changed my life it's just amazing and he is always beside me and I can always talk to him. Uh, that is wonderful now you mentioned um, the old life and we're actually in Colossians we've been thinking about that uh, how because of who Jesus is and all that he's done we want to put uh, to death our old way of life. What, what are some of the old ways of life that you've been getting rid of as you've been following Jesus? I think one of the most important um, things I've realised that I've, I've come to get rid of is uh, my love of the material things and of money. Uh, looking to Jesus, I have just changed with those thoughts. I know that I can trust him to provide for me whatever the case may be and also anger is one of the things that I have been able to let go of and it's sometimes in my whole life it was actually rage but they're two things that just don't appear in my life anymore as I've learned a new peace with Jesus in my life. So uh, Sue, uh, those two things are actually picked up in Colossians, those very two things. Uh, and I'm just interested in what is it about your knowledge of Jesus, how you, your knowledge and your love of him, how does that help you to get rid of, you know, greed and anger? How does how knowing Jesus help you to be rid of those things? Oh, I think the way I've learned to uh, get rid of those things is that I can trust Jesus because I'm not in control and um, my Heavenly Father has the plan for my life and whatever's going to happen, I can trust him at all times to be faithful to deliver me because he loves me. 
That's terrific. Uh, thank you very much, Sue. Just delightful to meet you. We'll be meeting more people across the weeks as uh, we keep uh, doing these things online. Uh, be good to uh, give thanks together. But uh, until tomorrow, see you later. Well, it's been terrific, hasn't it, to be able to be together uh, in this kind of format, thinking through how wonderful Jesus is and he's everything we need. And of course, we don't want to live in our old way of life. It's just a completely inappropriate in terms of having these brand new lives with Christ. So I hope you've been encouraged in uh, your following of Jesus. Uh, a little bit below this video, so you just need to scroll down a little bit more. There's some things for the kids. So if you've got children, make sure you check out that video uh, and worksheet. Uh, below that again, you'll see uh, a video about loving our neighbour, how we can be uh, loving the, the streets around us, our community at this time. Again, below that, you'll see uh, uh, space for daily devotion. So every single day, we're going to be having an update and walking us through together a bit of the Bible and thinking about how we can be following Jesus uh, as we read his word and take it in. So make sure you come back every single day to check things out. And of course, right down the bottom, uh, there's an opportunity to uh, sign that you want to get uh, some updates, some email updates. If you're not getting them already, just fill in that form there. Uh, because, And what that'll do is you'll then be notified when things are being updated on our webpage. Because this is the best place to keep getting updates about what we're doing and different changes that are happening. So make sure you keep coming back uh, to our website. Thanks for joining us uh, today and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.